This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle podcast, and this is ODB. We want to thank our title sponsors, Custom Car Show Productions. They have four main events every year. Orange Beach Invasion every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. After Hours Car, Bike, and Truck Show. That is every April, typically at Hank Aaron Stadium in Alabama. Scraping the Coast needs no introduction every June in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then Bayou Showdown in Slidell, Louisiana every November. Also, big ups to our additional title sponsor, Mini Truck Showdown. This show is going down in June, Vegas. First weekend in 2022, so come on out and gallivant out to Las Vegas. This is your opportunity to make it out to the amazing city. Remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Of course, that doesn't include our coverage of Mini Truck Showdown next year. And then lastly, part of the Mini Truck Showdown family, Kern County Showdown, which is going to be the first weekend in February in Bakersfield, California. Kern County Showdown. Mini Truck Showdown, be there 2022. Enjoy the episode. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 262. And I got to check in to see if Mickey Mike, the mayor, if he bailed again this week. We got the conference set up. Hank or Mike, you there? Hello, hello, Hank? hello. Is, oh, is, is is this ODB? Yeah, who is this? Yes, the code worked again. Yes, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, in, it's Dizzy but... at the Spark Show, bro. I don't know what he's doing. Hey, I Dizzy at the Spark Show. Adam Trip got him a new truck, so he felt pretty good this week. So, congratulations, Mister Adam Trip, on the on the new uh, the new ride. And uh, so he he felt generous. So he's like, hey, I know, I know, you know, you want to get in. So uh, here's that code. So he gave me the code. Uh, so thanks, Adam Tripp. I appreciate that. No doubt. And you heard at the top, we want to thank our title sponsors, Custom Car Show Productions. Their next event here is coming up, Bayou Showdown, the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana. And a huge shout out to Mini Truck Showdown, our other title sponsor, Mini Truck Showdown is the first weekend in June 2022. Of course, that's out in Las Vegas. We'll be out there gallivanting. We got Mike, the whole crew that's going to come out. And uh, we're going to have a damn good time in Las Vegas next June, the first weekend. So, Mike, dude, how you been, brother? I know we haven't been able to link up a lot. We, we recently got you on for a minute. But, dude, we had the SEMA preview. We had the SEMA episode. And I know you've been uh, gallivanting down there in Naples, haven't you? Bro, Gallivant, Naples, Orlando, Daytona. I've been here, there, and everywhere, brother. Uh, always on the go, always gallivanting. You know, that's why you call me the gallivanting man. Oh, yeah. uh, but I tell you what, I was definitely uh, wishing I was over there in, uh, in SEMA, at SEMA, because uh, it looks like you guys had a killer time over there at, uh, over at SEMA. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about it. Uh, on this episode, 262, we do have Robert Kamalski. And some of you may not know his name. He's from Local Finesse, and he wrote a book, Local Finesse, Roads to Ruin. And, Mike, it was pretty cool. Uh, he sat down with us, and I think for those scoring at home, this is going to be our first time we've interviewed an author, 
of a book, I, I believe. Well, hey, I just hope that book's on tape because you know I'm I'm not I'm not I don't I, I can't read, bro. I, I know, but here's the thing: I don't know if you remember Seinfeld when um, George got a book, an audio book, and it was like his own voice, and he just couldn't listen to it. What we're working right now, I'm paying Hank about three cents an hour. And Hank is going to record an audio book of this. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sell it for like double the cost. So it's going to be like, instead of like, you know, like 18 or 17 bucks, it's going to be like a $40 deal. You know what I mean? I don't know if Robert's cool with that. But Hank, uh, you know, he's been practicing, you know, his enunciation and stuff because he hasn't spoken a long time from Hammered Weekend Wear. Well, I did see his girl, uh, uh, Georgia, his girlfriend out there at <laughs> SEMA. So, yeah. you know, did, they, did them two hook up out there and, and SEMA, or is it one of those what happens in SEMA stays in SEMA type world? They took a selfie. Um, that's all I can confirm. You know what I mean? George was like, hey, what happens at SEMA slash Vegas, you know, stays out here, you know? So um, okay. sworn to secrecy, NDAs, all that kind of stuff. Oh, hey, I will not ask any more questions then. <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Graphics Mafia, the, um, the, the, the great buddy and Ryan over at Graphics Mafia, uh, sponsoring the overview of this episode. If you need graphics uh, in terms of maybe a little bit of artwork, if you need some of those signs to put in your front yard, if you're running for office, or if you just want to put your TikTok handle on your vehicle, you name it, just reach out to Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com. They're on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, I think all that stuff. But uh, big ups to the homies. So, Mike, the last episode recap, dude, we talked a little bit about it, but when you were, you know, just to kind of talk about SEMA in general, obviously when you're out there gallivanting, steering with your knee, trying to put mail and smut mags into mailboxes and still Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and all that, was there something that you saw besides Georgia that you, you know, that really piqued your interest? Well, first of all, let's get something straight. No smut mag gets delivered. Okay. Oh, okay. That's right. The smut so. band then. Yes, the smut bandit is alive and well, and that definitely does not happen. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page as far as that goes. Right, um, right. But uh, as far as notice out in, in SEMA, um, it looked like you guys had an awesome time. The weather looked like it was beautiful. Uh, tons and tons of some badass trucks, some badass tr uh, cars. And I tell you what, man, to me, it seemed like there was a lot of these um, patina looking vehicles out there. I mean, was that just something that I seen or was it, you know, lots of patina out there? Was it the, the was that the color of of SEMA this year was patina? Yeah, not SEMA gray. There, there were a good mix. I think the there were a few like there was the greenish Chevy that was so awesome. We posted it up. Uh, I think Street Trucks posted it. That thing was insane. You know, just a perfect, you know, Ronnie always talks about it, kind of Arizona, California, drier climates. Just like a, you just couldn't paint it. You know, it just, they look so good. But here's the surprise that we all kind of knew was coming. And I know there's going to continue to be hate on this forever. Is, dude, electric vehicles. EV is here. Whether you guys are going to think we're crazy or not. And here's the funny thing, Mike. Every time somebody's like, oh, that's trash. That's garbage. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I always say? We had a, we had a guest on. I forget who it was. And we were talking about, you know, like the evolution of stuff. And they're like, yeah, you know, old school is really using, you know, using tools with your hands that aren't even power tools, man. Like, 
like that or like keep the carburetors for life, you know? Because when fuel injected came in, fuel injected was trash, right? So carbs for <laughs> life or steam engines or, you know, what would you go with? A steam engine maybe? Uh, definitely a steam engine. And um, I almost want to go with, you know, the the, the Flintstone style because yes. I, I don't think that let you down bro that'll never let you down the dinosaur i know man i love the one he would clock out at the end of the day and like he would put the little time card into the the um the dinosaur would chomp down on it and wherever it chomped down that was like his clock you know what i mean so i don't know how that worked but well but at the end of the day one of my favorite vehicles and it's right here from florida too and watching it you know being built uh it's got to be the milkman elvis kearns and uh you know his 1937 international i mean that thing was just so dope man and and to watch and see all the guys that came together to help him get that thing finished and ready to roll out to sema uh you know that was that was pretty badass yeah group effort the big homie tony boss Boland sponsored the rig to get it out there which i thought was awesome but i think on top of that here's what's to me is is so key you know a lot of times we hear about sponsors and you know people want to get sponsors and stuff got a chance to talk to mob steel emma love what she does last saw her at lone star throwdown in conroe 10th annual this year of course 11th annual next year conroe last weekend in february we're going to be gallivanting out there with suggest you flying in here's the key thing mike mob steel obviously broke off years ago and they have detroit steel wheel co right and this is the awesome thing they busted out and got all of their folks that they sponsored and or had the Detroit wheels on it. And she goes out and she does photo shoots, right? So, you know, they're very smart to know that, hey, you know, maybe we've gave these folks wheels. Maybe we gave them a huge price break, you know, quote unquote, sponsored them. But they seize the opportunity and why these vehicles are out there, they take for photo shoots. And you've seen it with Mob Steel on their Insta as well as Detroit Steel. You know, they leverage that stuff, right? They don't just go, oh, well, you got a set of wheels. It's all on you. And that's the key thing to a partnership, right? You kind of say, hey, here you go. Here's the product. But now they can get the photos and use them for their social and stuff. So I tell you what, you know, Mob Steel, Detroit Steel, they're, they're, they're on top of their game. Oh, absolutely, brother. And, and you know, it was good to see Chad Luke out there with his uh, with his Toyota. And, and you know, definitely thank him for repping. Um OLP there in that back window of his, uh, that, that was really cool. And to watch that, you know, I think one of my favorite parts of, of SEMA is, is the dry, you know, when they're all leaving and they're going over to, you know, um, ignite mm -hmm. and just watch, you know, watching all these guys do the drive. Uh, that, that to me is pretty dope. And I think that's pretty badass. And, and of course seeing you over there and, uh, with, you know, hanging out with Brandon and, and doing the rollout and, uh, and Brandon's, uh, badass Ram. Dude. I think it's so nice. And what was weird is, I don't know if you know if Hank should be doing this, but he was jumping out of the grandstands, running back and forth in between the vehicles, trying to get good coverage for Ron and Hammered. And I was like, I don't know if that's sanctioned or not. But I tell you what, they got it down. It does take a while. I had never participated in that. But much love over to Brandon Burrell. He's been doing this shit a long time. And I tell you what, if there's one guy that's got the SEMA stuff down, build, take out, bring back, take it out there again if he's got to Th this this guy could write a book on how to do it so you know uh tip of the cap to brandon burrell oh absolutely and hey we can't forget about our boy billy bob and uh you know his killer his killer little 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 truck and yeah. uh right now right now 
guys, go out and uh, and do a vote and vote for Billy Bob's uh, Little D and uh, for Street Trucks uh, Truck of the Year. Yeah, streettrucksmag.com. When you go out there, you can only vote once per email address. Trust me, because I tried. And um, it should be there kind of on the, the main page. Uh, they actually just recently did a vendor spotlight on Hammered Weekend Wear, which I thought was amazing. But if for whatever reason, let's say you listen to this a couple days in, uh, you can search on there like uh, Vote Now or 21 Street Trucks for 2021. And uh, trust us, go out there, um, punch in your vote. All you got to do is enter your name. It could be the first name and then your email address. That's all you got to do. And boom, um, you can go out there and you can actually see the results as well. So after you vote, uh, you could say uh, click on view current standings. And uh, that's pretty cool, Mike. Oh, absolutely, brother. And guess, you do you want to know a real count on who's winning? I think we're – so we got Mike Barsha, no comp, no compromise. He is uh, 41% of the votes. And then next you got Lil D, Chris Mulve, a.k.a. Billy Bob, with 31%. So, dude, I mean, we've been saying it for years, Mike. If minis are on the rise, we, we need the mini, in this case, Lil D, to come off the top ropes. You know, maybe a ladder deal, too. You know, I don't know. Maybe out, out of the scaffolding slash the Raptors. You know what I mean? Bro, I've told you time and time and time again, hell in the cells, my favorite, brother, yeah. come off the top of that damn hell, hell cage match, brother, and bam, put the elbow down. Yeah, and if minis aren't on the rise for Truck of the Year, then we got Mike Barsha in our backyard. Big ups to him. And uh, so, you know, he's he's leading it. So we, we saw, I think, Florida Street Trucks. I think it's Florida, Florida Street Trucks, I think it was. Uh, let me make sure I say it right. They had posted, if you type on Instagram, Florida, all spelled out, Florida Street Trucks with underscores between them. Uh, they had posted how there's like several – uh, trucks from Florida on the cover, C10 Builder's Guide, you name it, this year. So, you know, congrats to everyone in, in, in uh, Florida. So, Mike, as we move ahead, the general updates. Dude, I saw this week the Eastbound show artwork came off the top ropes. I was blown away. I saw Eric from Hidden Hot Rod artwork that, of course, works at Graphic Disorder. Brant as well from Graphic Disorder, the owner. I saw they shared it, dude. Bro, how'd that come about? Dude, it's real simple. You uh, you tell them what you want as far as uh, send them vehicles. And uh, they send you, okay, this is how much it's going to cost. You pay for it. And you wait. You wait. You wait. You wait. You wait. But like always, graphic disorder, it's going to be this is your time period. This is when it's going to happen. Boom. I mean, absolutely nailed the timeline. And uh, Eric sends me a message. He goes, you ready to see this? And I was like, oh, shit, brother. Let's do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I can't can't thank these guys enough uh, because they do it time and time and time again. And I swear it seems like they just get better and better um, every time. Yeah, the artwork looked awesome. I love you've got the in the bed of the, the lifted truck. You kind of have something I would see like in a pool, right? I thought that was kind of cool, you know, being from Florida. You've got the little deal up there as well. And then um, you got the OLP logo on that amazing Sonoma. Oh, yeah, brother. And uh, it was it was he basically wanted to do a day scene and a night scene. And uh, the day scene, obviously, you got the pool float, uh, the flamingo pool float. You got this, uh, uh, you know, it's basically everything you would take 
to go to the beach. He's got a surfboard back there. He's got his um, he's got his cooler. Uh, so he's ready for uh, you know his day at the beach. And uh, and then of course we got the the sandcastles in the back of uh, Chris Chris Denton's uh, little mini truck there. So uh, dude, he 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 killed it. Did an awesome job. And then of course we just dropped today uh, the other artwork and. Uh, it's kind of cool. We got the shark with the, the, the astronaut, uh, riding the shark. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty dope. And of course, Ed Testerman's, uh, uh, OBS is on there and, uh, you know, so, uh, and then we got the, um, OBS on there with the Cadillac. So, uh, dude, I just said, Hey, here's the vehicles, uh, do what you can do. It's in Daytona, you know, it's there in Ormond beach. And, uh, so he, he did his thing and that's what he came up with. So, pretty badass if you ask me yeah i talked to ron today from hammered weekend wear and he thanked um you know he thanked me and i would go well i didn't have anything to do with it for those that don't know that's hank on the shirt in the astronaut suit and the reason why you know this is you know there's probably some hallucinogenics going on inside the suit but you know he's got this he's got the sandals on so you kind of know that he's not a hundred percent sealed up so you know he's blowing in all kinds of hallucinogenics and stuff you know what i mean <laughs> so I mean I just I mean that's the word on the street we could be wrong but you know oh I mean leave it to Hank to be riding on a fucking shark right I yeah mean, the guy guy has no fear bro no Dude, fear he's like Batman in the old Batman movie when you know he's on the ladder thing hanging and like the shark jumps up and he's like Robin get me that bat or the, get, give me that shark repellent he just happens to have it on his belt you know. <laughs> Oh uh, man! Well, I tell you this: I'm I'm stoked. You can go out, look up hidden hot rod art, graphic disorder, or of course, Mike. What's the Instagram, man? I keep cutting promos for you, dog. Bro, Instagram, bro. You know how it. You know how it works. It's uh, it's real simple. Eastbound, get down, show. It's that easy. Yeah, check it out. The dates are there as well. January twenty first to the twenty third, twenty twenty two. I mean, dude, if I can get Jim Moore to cut a promo and say like playoffs slash Eastbound get down, I mean, maybe that'll you know that'll give it'll give Hank a run for his money because word is he's gonna fight DJ Mays to to DJ it, and I don't know if you want that kind of heat. You know what I'm saying? After all the heat you've already been coming off the last couple of years, you know. Well, bro, I mean, you got you got Hank uh, DJ Hank. I mean, uh, he's uh, he's messaged me more than a couple times and. Uh, you know, telling me that, you know, I really don't want uh, DJ Mays that, you know, I need to I need to hire DJ Hank. And yep. uh, I tell you what, he's he's throwing a good price at me. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And maybe we can get DJ Mays this week to, to get the heat going. But you have to download Twitch. It's simple. And then just search DJ Mays radio. The cool thing is you get a notification in the app uh, that will come to your device to go. Hey, he's going live. Right. It's free. You can check it out, old school music, love the mix that he continues to do. And, of course, we'll see him down in our neck of the woods next January at this eastbound something get-down show, I don't know, something like that. No, no, hey, if you're going to do it, let's do it right. It's eastbound get-down, okay? Okay. There at Ormond Beach, Destination Daytona, January 21st to the 23rd. Uh, if you want to go and pre-register, eastbound get-down at um, eastboundgetdownshow.com. Get that pre-registration in. Uh, the pre-registration packs, which is going to get you the koozie, the um, the keychain, the stickers, uh, and the shirt, the uh, pre-registration shirt. 
Um, those are about to run out that we had 250 of them and those are about to run out. So you better get it in before those run out if you want it and uh, stay tuned because we are going to be running a black Friday special. Uh, because like I said, those, uh, 250 pre-registration packs are about to go. Uh, so, uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Love it, man. Uh, really the only general update that I have is I kind of covered a lot last week with the SEMA episode little challenging, right? Because I'm so used to controlled environment, being able to have my mic right here. And doing it all from SEMA was definitely something I enjoyed. Got a chance to link up with some different people like Brandex Customs. Here we are talking and he goes, yeah, I got the, we, you know, I did all the body for the Ford that's on uh, the Ford stage. And I was like, dude. And I go, oh, I just posted that. And he goes, oh, you posted on OLP? Mike, this guy's built five, $600,000 vehicles he's working on one now that is like a six hundred thousand dollar project a five window chevy and he knows what olp is like i'm like dude oh yeah i'm an old school mini trucker man i had the i had the you know the tandem and this and so we get to talking but you know those are the kind of guys and ladies that you meet out there right people that are humble that aren't any better than the next guy just they've got a hustle and determination when he told me how much they had to do for all the stars to align and then jay leno unveils that that uh, 78 a Ford pickup. I'm like, dude, you know, it's just super sick, man, that, that this, this, uh, you know, automotive scene is really as small as it is. You know, sometimes it just makes me go, man, small world, but that was awesome. Again, thanks to Brandon Burrell. I had a fantastic, uh, time doing the SEMA rollout, got a chance to meet a lot of good people in, in, including, uh, uh, Kyle, who we had on the last episode, um, much respect to him. You know, he's a firefighter, uh, Kyle Fannin, and uh, we talked to him a little bit last week. I got a chance to meet Brian from SoCal Customs. And then there was a guy also that I met that we'll maybe talk to in the very near future, Mike. An older gentleman came by the Engage Media booth, and he had his dates mixed up on when he was going to be meeting with the advertising crew. We start talking. He goes, man, I was at the first SEMA. And I was like, well, hey, in my mind, I always thought it was 63, and then he broke it down. He goes, 163, they kind of formed. But he goes, really, the first one was 67, the official. That was, of course, in L.A. This guy knew so many different people. I mentioned the company that did the product placement for Knight Rider cars in the 80s TV show. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, Vista Group. Yeah, I, kn I knew the guy. I know that guy that, you know, that, that, that owned that company. Like, this guy was connected. So, you know, got his card, and we're going to link up with him in the future, brother. Dude, absolutely. And I tell you what, uh, hats off to you for the hustle. Uh, because the, the damn hustle was real out there, um, at, uh, at SEMA, man, the, 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 the all the coverage, uh, was, was freaking it was on point brother for sure. Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. And there were so many other people I haven't named them all, but like Chris Stafford and a lot of good folks. And thank you to street trucks for the opportunity. The last thing I'll say about it is you can go out on Facebook easier on YouTube. You can look up street trucks and then you can watch those live streams we're getting better with each one. Um, Eddie did some of the interviews. Uh, Ruben also helped. So thank you to Ruben Arteaga, the booker. And then, of course, we also did the stream through the Tesla slash boring company tunnels. That's a whole other episode, Mike, where there's tunnels underneath the convention center, and you can literally uh, take an escalator down, jump in a Tesla. There's someone that drives it. They zoom you about 35, max speed 40 miles an hour through the tunnel. Boom, over to the other hall. It's insane, dude. Who would have ever thunk it? Hmm. So we'll cover more of that next week. 
The general update is brought to you by our family at Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, also known as Mini Nats. If you don't know, now you know. Even if you don't have the golden ticket into the event next year, come on down to Maggie Valley, North Carolina. You can search Instagram Mini Nats, and uh, you'll see Mini Truck and Nats will come up. Uh, This is the 28th annual, and it's going to be April 22nd through the 24th in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Arguably the biggest, baddest mini truck show in the world. Cruise, hang out, attend the event, buy some merch, and uh, have a good time. So, Mike, dude, we got the trivia time. I know you're super excited about this one, brother. Oh, always. And uh, I definitely look forward to this each and every week. And, uh, guys, I just I hope I don't let you down. Uh, so, bro, dude, let's do it, man. Well, you're dude, always a good I'm sport. Like, we need, like, some, you know what we need? We need, like, some game time music. You know how, like, you know, they always yes. have, like, this little tunes. We need a couple come up with a little tune for, uh, for, for the trivia time. You let know what I'm see, saying? Let me see if I can find, like, the no whammies. You remember that one? I used to love that one. Okay, players, now it's time to get serious. No whammies. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Bro, I have no fucking idea. No whammies. What is that? Yeah, you remember. It was like the little thing. And it was. And then if you ever watched the Game Show Network, there was the guy that memorized the entire pattern. So he couldn't lose, oh, dude. He was like Parker Lewis. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Parker Lewis, you can't lose. Something like that. Hey, Parker Lewis can't lose. I remember that one. See, there you go. Too bad that wasn't yeah. the one this week, man. Um, I remember. So, you know, I'm going to back it off a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I know, like, I was getting some heat. People were like, what's Hardcastle and McCormick? Dude, I didn't know as a kid. I just loved the car, dude. You know, that was like in the Dukes of Hazard era, the kit, Knight Rider, dude, all that stuff. So this one kind of plays into it a little bit. This TV show was an American action military drama that ran from January 84 to August of 87, okay? This TV show centered around a high-technology military helicopter, codenamed, hold on, codenamed this, which was the name of the TV show, and its crew as they undertook various exotic missions, not the exotic like what Hank likes, Many involving espionage, Cold War theme, and all that. The guy Stringfellow Hawk. I mean, dude, Stringfellow is an old school name, but Stringfellow Hawk, I think, was the main character, dude. So I don't know if you know this one. I guarantee you probably had some of the toys, though. Bro, check this out. When you first started talking, the first <laughs> thing that popped in my head was fucking Mash. And I'm like, this dude's going to bust out with some damn Mash. I'll never forget my grandpa made me watch <laughs> Na- Nash Mash with him. Yeah. Like, Every single dude, all the freaking time. Oh my god, I'm so tired of that damn show. And it was like the <laughs> dumbest shit ever, man. And um, but bro, when you first and then you started going on and and I'm like, oh, high shit, technology you? military. You're like, what? The and fuck? then he goes on and he starts talking. And then you know, this kind of reminds me of like the A team. You know, like right. that during that time. Like the A team, and then you kind of got like that Night Rider. Yeah. Uh, this kind of like reminds me of like the Night Rider, but you know, in the air yeah. type shit. Top and, gun shit, uh, dog, dude. But so my question for you was: It called Hell Wolf? <laughs> dude, it was called Hank Wolf. Hank Wolf? <laughs> no, it wasn't Hank Wolf. It wasn't Hell Wolf. I think. What you, was it called? Then? You know what it's called, Airwolf. Bro, I could have swore it was called Hank Wolf. Dude, for do we, real. Do we really give do we give it to you, man? You had the wolf. Bro, 
Listen to me. It was definitely called Airwolf. Okay, I, got yeah, I knew you had I that. that. I knew you had that. And uh, I was trying to stump the stump, you know, stump the stumper. Right. And uh, and because you even said <laughs> the H word, and you know, you know, the H word in there, like you were trying to confuse me or something. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we bring because Hank, from what I understand, Hank did some private missions. He did. And um, but dude, I tell you what, Airwolf, it definitely did not last long enough because. The A team, Airwolf, and freaking Knight Rider were like my shows back in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why, so, like you yeah. know, the Airhead Nations demanding that you do like the Kit Dash and the Mazda, and you know, we'll get you the black leather jacket that that you know Michael Knight wore in every episode except for one, and all that stuff. You know. Well, let's put it this way: um, that the, uh, Tom Cruise had nothing, and I don't remember <laughs> the guy that actually saw pilot, but. He was the original uh, freaking Top Gun. He was the original uh, freaking uh, uh, you know pilot with those damn those those um, aviator uh, glasses and that that whole you know outfit, dude. He was he was the man. A hundred percent, brother. Well, Mike got it right. Ding ding ding. Trivia with Mike brought to you by All Time Low Magazine. It's atlmagazine.com. You can subscribe. It's bi monthly, six per year. You can select what issue you want your subscription to start with ATL magazine.com. So, so my, Jay, I got a question go real ahead. quick for you. If I was to tell you, Mr. V six, who is Mr. V six? Hmm. I mean, I, I know, like, I think it's like Chad Donahoe, Mr. V six. Okay. All right. Or Scott. Well, that, Scott, that, uh, uh, what, what, what'd you say? Scott cotton. Scott Cotton. All right, that's all you got to say right there. Boom, done, done. So when he listens to this, um, because he said to me that you weren't even, you wouldn't even remember who Mister V Six was. Oh come on, dude. I mean, he's got he's got the. I'm gonna say it right. The decoded digital gauges, right? He's got. But it's in ten, right? Yeah, he's got the inline V Six and the S Ten. The yep. blue. It's like a yellow okay. S Ten. Okay. And, All right. You know, All he's he's got um, chrome wheels, I think. Oh, yep. You're you, dude. You have nailed it. And Absolutely his wife's got it. a Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> I I think. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. You you have done way better than I than than he expected because right. I told him yeah that you remember everything right, and then and, you know he, they bought it from the people at Street Trucks, I think. It, exactly. Exactly. So. Yep. Yep. That that monthly magazine. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the scene updates, Mike. We talked a little bit about SEMA. Uh, the The last thing I'll mention about it was that Ernie's car. I didn't get a chance to do any audio with Steve Wilk there. When I first saw it, I stood there for about five or ten minutes, really just in awe. You know, some people there I had great conversations with, they had mentioned that Steve knew what Ernie wanted, right? Just like, you know, we lost our, our homie Greg Miller. And, you know, he, he had some projects, and his good friends, they know, you know, what he probably wanted to do, right? Uh, Greg had shared a lot of that with me back at Lone Star Throwdown. And seeing Ernie's car in person and, and the the interior, the paint, all the work, you know, talking to Steve a little bit there, just, you know, impromptu conversation. Tip of the cap, dude. Uh, thank you to AccuWare for having it out there. I'll tell you what, Mike, you know, AccuWare may have slid that one time. Of course, they're back. We've established, you know, the the relaunch. We've had Ryan on a couple times. I'll tell you what, those guys are going hard in the paint, dude. Harder than like Charles Barkley back in the day throwing some elbows. You know what I mean? Ooh, throwing elbows. Yeah. 
So what are some other things? I, I got a couple that I say, you know, just general scene updates. I, I know you saw some Mazda sold earlier this week. I think Shulman, uh, he, he kicked it, huh? He, he kicked the Mazda over uh, to another homie. Yeah, but the only problem was is I didn't see who uh, who he sold it to. Well, did you actually see who sold it to? I, I did know. not see who. I don't know if that's been released yet. My intel in Moscow is still coming back right now. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's wait for that intel to come back because I'm not sure who it actually went to. He says and claims it went to a good home, but I don't know. Yep. I don't. Well, here's a couple things I got. Ruben Artiaga, Chris, and the team. We heard a little bit from Ruben last week uh, for the SEMA episode. I loved the 72 van. Uh, dude, it was so awesome to see that. It got a lot of love there. I thought that was fantastic. Mini Truck Hall of Fame last week had a chance to help Bob Hayes. We also, Mike, had an amazing listener. He doesn't want any credit. He kind of told me that he wants to help the committee. He listened to the episode where Bob was on, and he goes, yo, I want to sponsor it next year. Bob got in contact with him. Boom, sponsored, right? That's the reach that we have, and thank you so much to the homie for doing that. Speaking of Mini Truck Hall of Fame, Shane says last night was an emotional night. You were finally inducted into the Mini Trucking Hall of Fame. I was honored to be there with James Graham, Jimmy, to accept the award on your behalf. Much love to Jen Lacey. She had the Mini Truck Memorial Award this year, and I thought that was super fitting coming from Florida, but with her losing her life, unfortunately, it was the right time, and her truck was amazing, and I love what Jimmy and Shane did with that build. Uh, and additionally, Mike, what I thought was cool was uh, RA. They had their, I think, annual dinner get-together at one of the homies' houses out there, so that was pretty cool. I saw a couple of photos popped up on that. Additionally, I did want to mention that... I got a chance to meet Brian Frost from SoCal Customs. And um, if you get a chance, go to SoCalCustoms.com and read his his post, his message there. And um, he basically is retiring the page. Many of us have been going to this page for a very, very long time. You'll see on the homepage, The Last Ride. And uh, Mike, definitely a, a great post. It's not too, too long to read. Probably takes you about five minutes. And uh, it ends with, it's been a great ride. On to the next adventure. Please check it out. Uh, and then, Mike, you mentioned this earlier. Cinderella with an S. I heard it's going to a new owner. What's up with that? Yes, Mr. Adam Tripp. Uh, he has got him a new ride. And um, it, it was uh, time for Mr. Uh, Gary Baker to uh, look for something. Uh, you know, it's time to move on. And, and uh, they're not getting any younger. Uh, so they decided that they are going to, uh, sell their, sell their truck and, uh, they got themselves, it's time for that retirement. Uh, they're slowing down a little bit. They're still going to be going to shows and whatnot, but it's, you know, they're, they're past that cleaning vehicles and, you know, trucking vehicles all over to shows and, and they just want to go and hang out and enjoy the shows. Uh, and, um, so Adam Tripp was, uh, the lucky one that, uh, got to purchase that and he did. And now he is, uh. He's got him a beautiful ride now. Awesome. Adam Tripp from the Spark Show, as we mentioned, every August in Sevierville, Tennessee. Um, Doug Starbuck had posted at Starside Design. We recently had the the legend on, and he has a lengthy post on his Facebook. Check it out. Basically, he's downsizing. 
He mentions the landlord had told him in February 2020 that he was going to be selling the buildings in late 2020. Of course, COVID and the pandemic came around. But the great thing is he thanked his employees that have been with him 18 years or so. And uh, Mike loved to see what he's going to continue to do. And, of course, he's taking down the paint booth. Uh, legendary guy. And uh, just can't wait to see what he does. We know uh, he's a guy that doesn't like to stay still. So, of course, he'll be uh, you know doing the damn thing, I'm sure, real soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, really, uh, we talked about Street Trucks. Go to streettrucksmag.com from a digital perspective, and you can vote for Truck of the Year. Make sure your voice is heard. Go out and vote today. One entry, one vote, if you will, per email address. So create those fake email addresses all day, any day. That's what Hank does when he's on the different dating sites. So I hear, and then boom, he's got multiple dates in one night. You could do the same, but different streettrucksmag.com <laughs> Mike the scene updates brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing how much is the shipping on garagegearclothing.com Mike bro it is absolutely F-R-E-E free wow free free 99 garagegearclothing.com don't say we didn't warn you the holidays are coming You're trying to save a little bit you can order some gear let them know OLP sent you you never know what Crystal may throw in big ups to Crystal for doing what she does and, bro, hey, this weekend is laying at the lake. Uh, so if you guys are in or around uh, Grape Land, Texas, go check out Lane at the Lake, uh, November 12th through the 14th. Hells, yeah. And then the weekend after, Mike, I think you're still going to gallivant on over to Slidell, Louisiana. Of course, our uh, one of our title sponsors, Bayou Showdown, falls under that custom car show production event umbrella. And we can't wait to see the photos that come out of it. Mike, it continues to get bigger and crazier every year. Rest the peace of the homie Greg. But Sean and Lauren, they're carrying on the legacy of Custom Car Show Productions as well as the other partners. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Mike, let's see if I got this right, right? So I'm going to go off the top of my head. The first show next year, we talked about it earlier, is Eastbound Get Down Show, late January, right? And then, yes, from, sir, 20, and, then, and then from there, I think, at least on our radar, is going to be, after that, is going to be Lone Star Throwdown, which is the 25th yep. through the 27th. So that's give or take about a month away, about four or five weeks from your show, along with John, right, in Ormond Beach. A month later, boom, we're going to be at Lone Star Throwdown, right? Yeah, so Mike, before, I, you were telling me Lone Star Throwdown, right? But I think you were saying before that, we even have another show. Yes, we got Mob Town Showdown Car, Truck, and Bike Show, February 11th through the 13th, 2022. It's in, it's at the grounds there in Mobile, Alabama. So make sure you guys check that out. And uh, it's a first-year show, you know, just like Eastbound Get Down. So make sure you guys are out there and, and, uh, and check out Mob Town Showdown Car, Truck, and Bike Show, February 11th through the 13th in Mobile, Alabama. Now, Kern County Showdown is also going down February 6th or 4th through the 6th. So, you know, we talked about at the top, one of our title sponsors, Mini Truck Showdown. Well, guess what? When they left the Kern County over in Bakersfield, they said, hey, we're not going to cut and run. We're going to go Kern County Showdown, another mini truck show in Bakersfield, California, February 4th through the 6th of 2022. Of course, they're on Instagram. You can tap. The link in their bio for more information, including sponsorships, pre-registrate, 
pre-registering and so on. So, Mike, after that, we're going to be at Lone Star Throwdown, which is the 25th through the 27th, uh, Conroe, Texas. Of course, it is sold out. However, you can gallivant into town, and you can uh, go in through the front gates, visit all the vendors. They've got indoor stuff. They've got outdoor stuff, lifted, lowered, hot rods, cars. For the most part, truck event. A lot of people are going to be there, and we're certainly excited about it. Um, I think back to this year with the 10th anniversary and how big it was. It's crazier. It's crazy to think how big it's going to be next year. Now, Mike, I think from there we're going to be at one of our favorite shows. I know this was your show of the year a year ago, Relaxing on the Ranch. And uh, this one is put on by our family, RA Florida, Relaxing on the Ranch, is, of course, March 5th. It's a one-day event. It's going to be down at the Westgate Ranch, and the cool thing is you can pre-register now. You can also uh, buy your slot to camp, to park an RV, you name it. And remember, with the decor say, if this camper or tent is a rockin', do not come <laughs> a gallivant, right? So, just saying. Hey, that's what that's what he, that's what David says. That's what David says. The tick mark man. Now I think yes. from there, Mike. I mean, if this was um, if this was like an exam, you know, I don't know how good I would do, but I believe we're going to gallivant from there to then Orange Beach Invasion. Now Orange Beach Invasion yes, this year did change a little bit. It is going to be technically the last weekend in the month, and I think Mike that helps get them out of the spring break madness. So we'll have to see. But Orange Beach Invasion. Uh, that show is on Insta, or excuse me, on Facebook, and you can find out more information. Orange Beach, Alabama, one of the most beautiful places and venues in the country that you'll attend if you come on out with us next year in March, twenty fifth yes. through the twenty seventh. That's correct, sir. That is correct. That yeah. is where our retirement home is is uh, is going to be. Yeah, and then lastly, I think um, we've got basically just two more. I'm going to mention we got Sparks. In the park, that's going to be the first weekend in April. Of course, the second through the fourth at the Mullet Festival grounds. We're going to have to grow those mullets. We are going to do an award of some sort, maybe an 80s, 90s themed award. And then, of course, lastly, we did mention Mini Truck Nats, which will be later that month in April at the end of the month. So those are kind of some of the shows that are on our radar. And we're super excited for these events, Mike. Uh, bro, always, always looking forward to it. Always looking, always excited. And, uh, I don't know if you brought up relaxing, um, uh, relaxing in the park. Uh, but that one, uh, February 1st, our boy DJ Mays and, uh, and his crew will be putting that one on and February, that one's May. Well, February 1st is actually going to open up pre-registrations. Yep. Yep. I was making sure you were paying attention. You got that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Always. (laughs) Airwolf it is. Yeah, hello wolf. Hello wolf. All right, so the key show updates brought to you by the West Coast Influence. You can buy this mini truck themed DVD or Blu-ray by going to minitruckfilm.com. Let them know that OLP sent you. Okay, Mike, uh, the last few updates, uh, podcast updates, not a lot to share. Everything's been shipped. Uh, we have to thank Joey at Get Decked. You can go uh, search Instagram or Facebook. Joey Dilworth or get decked two words and Mike he could put your artwork on a skate deck I guarantee he could do it on a snowboard as well but we love what Joey and team do for us and we've got some stuff coming for the holidays but we're just a little too early to be sharing all that 
<laughs> yes, sir. Because uh, I tell you what, uh, I actually talked to him this morning, so we definitely got some things coming. Real deal. The last uh, update that I could think of, Airhead Nation updates, want to say Brad Chrisman, uh, great dude. Happy eighth anniversary to his wonderful wife. He posted uh, talking about Brittany. Uh, Brad is a great guy. I know he's already working on some updates for mini Nats next year with his amazing purple S10. Love that truck. Uh, hope to cruise in it this year. Uh, so looking forward to that. Again, rest in peace, Neil Stark. I talked a little bit about recently on episode 260, the fact that we lost our homie. Uh, Brian Mikulik, uh, I believe I'm saying his name wrong, uh, he had posted and he said, hey, he didn't get a chance to share these words last weekend, and he kind of did a long um, thread, and he talked a lot about how Neil went to a lot of different shows, including Camp and Drag, and how uh, he won the Best of Show award there, and I tell you what, Neil was a great guy, and I still can't uh, stop thinking about the homie. I wish him all the best on the other side, and we'll meet again, brother. And then lastly, uh, Doug Starbucks said happy birthday, born day, as I would say, to his amazing daughter Kayla. Happy born day. Those are the Airhead Nation updates brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. Just finished the pre-sale for the new shirts. Open enrollment is coming soon, so you can get in with the t-shirt subscription for 2022. Some cool stuff coming very, very soon. Mike, dude, I think that's it, man. Dude, that means we have done another episode. And, uh, hey, I appreciate you having me. And uh, thanks again for all that uh, all that coverage out at SEMA. You absolutely killed it, brother. And uh, dude, I uh, look forward to next week and our and our uh, our trivia. Hopefully, I can uh, uh, get it get it right again next week. Yeah, coming off the top ropes and uh, big ups, dude. It was fun this week. We've got um, the audio coming up now from the homie Robert Kamalski, and I do want to hint that next week. Although we didn't get into a lot of the history of local finesse, we do have an awesome guest next week that I'll talk a little bit more about that. That episode is in the can, so to speak, and we'll be ready to drop that next Friday. So leave us a rating through Apple Podcasts if you're on an iOS device. Stay on the rise, y'all. Peace. We out you. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we're so excited. The first time we're ever doing this on the podcast, we got Mr. Robert Komalski here. And, uh, man, Robert, I'm so excited to talk about this book that you wrote. But uh, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you today? Good, good, man. Thank you so much for taking the time and for reaching out, dude. I thought that was really cool, man. Uh, yeah, not a problem. I just, yeah, no problem. Yeah, and, you know, before we talk about local finesse roads to ruin – um, I just want you know maybe share a little bit about yourself. Like, did you know you grew up? I mean, I read the book, but you know, why don't you share a little bit about maybe where you grew up, kind of West Coast and all that stuff? Yeah, I grew up in um, uh, Southern California, a town called Whittier. There was uh, a handful of clubs around the area, and uh, like I was sort of always into them. My uh, older brother had Silverados, um, and so it's uh, my love for trucks just sort of spawned from there. Yeah, and what's cool is, you know, on the podcast the last six years, we talk a lot about California, the West Coast influence, you know, BMX bikes, which we were heavily into here in the East, uh, skateboarding, Pal Peralta, all that just culmination of awesome stuff that we all love. And um, 
you know, you kind of talking about Whittier. I mean, we hear so much about the different cruise nights and stuff like that. And you probably had a chance to participate in some of that, even at a young age, I'd imagine. Yeah, I was a little, I was probably in high school when I started it. I was, I got my truck in high school and was, uh, just, I was still sort of feeling the scene out. I don't think I even really got to like those cruises and stuff until I got, um, into a, you know, into a club into uh-huh. a finesse when I was probably 18 or 19. Yep. And, um, but yeah, we definitely had cruises, you know, like quite regularly. And I know there were some super famous ones that uh, were that predate me with, uh, you know, when, you know, guys would bring stuff out, like the first body drop trucks would, you know, start making their way to those cruises and stuff like that. So, yeah, pretty awesome. Well, man, I, I tell you, I'm so excited. To, I just want to dive right in, you know, um, local finesse uh, roads to ruin. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, I mean, this book, like, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, right? So, I mean, obviously, you knew your audience, you knew who you were writing to, but why don't you talk a little bit about how the idea came about and why you wrote the book? Um, well, there's a there's a chapter there's a chapter in it that sort of explains that explains why um, it was you know basically it was uh, for Courtney, you know, basically to, to break it down. Um, you know, when he uh, had his first stroke. Uh, I brought some very rough collections of writings to him just to sort of cheer him up. And uh-huh. he it took, uh, and he liked it, um, said he laughed a bunch. And so it, the idea, to, so then the idea sort of just sat for a little while. And then it just sort of, the timing sort of found itself. And, um, and I just started going, just started, you know, just like one story led to the next, 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 led to the next. And, Basically, um, I, I ripped off the fucking diary for the most part because I loved it so much. Sure. And I just basically wrote the uh, the non PG version of Mini Truck and Diary. Yeah, definitely. And the cool thing was, I felt like um, it didn't matter if somebody, you know, obviously if somebody had been in the scene a long time, they'll recognize some of the names, right? Richarachi and Brett, you know, Oaks and and Courtney and and things. But you know, to me, at least in my opinion, Robert. You know, anybody that's an enthusiast or even a casual, you know, observer to the scene, this kind of give they gave like an awesome, you know, look into, uh, you know, something we always talk about the West Coast influence. Our friends produced that DVD, um, you know, at minitruckfilm.com. And, you know, when we, when we think of the West Coast influence, you know, we think of these river runs and with the parties and things like that oftentimes. But I mean, this this book and and what you wrote really just dove right into all of that awesomeness stuff that we all love. Um, yeah, thank thank you. It's um, it it like I said, it just uh, it, these were all stories that we have told you know countless times and to each other. And mm-hmm. so so the ones that were super public knowledge were I didn't feel like they were really off the table, so I just sort of wrote them, and they kept going and kept going and kept going, and that's just it just sort of materialized to what it ended up you know sort of what it ended up being so um you know and i think back there's just, just so many more that i probably you know missed mm-hmm. um but you know that were didn't quite fit or were just sort of maybe a little more casual a little more fun you know just like a little more intimate with with guys with especially like courtney and stuff like that i mean some of the stuff that would happen at that house was was pretty cool like he was friends with chad kagey and uh, who's a massive huge bmx rider and uh he would come and stay with us and hang out with us and then we would go ride bikes in fullerton at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> so cool man yeah that that look into that that lifestyle was just awesome something that 
I appreciated is like when you had went to the river run and you know you guys were cruising around in a car and then like security or someone was like man you can't be doing that and and I kind of like I felt like when I was reading it that like when you talked about like you know being sick and you know the hangovers and stuff like I felt like I was in the like in the the space with you guys you know what I mean because it was so like I hate to use the word intimate but it was like it was written from a, a perspective of like yo like you know I woke up and like man you know we were so thrashed and like you know we chilled and then we had to roll home like I just I love the like, kind of the rawness of the book man oh well thank you um, it's um, like I just like I I tried to just really like you know I said I guess tell tell it like it is and and just you know from from my memories and and you know. Um, of that of that time and uh-huh. and uh you know i had some photos and stuff that sort of helped me along the way um that like puts put some of the pieces together so that was you know definitely helpful um to putting some of the pieces together but essentially it was just like you know memories that i had and i was never like the guy that was like super crazy i was uh i was kind of like the guy that just kind of was there and hung out and watched everything so you know so that's why probably why i, I ended up with you know, recounting these stories after probably people had long forgotten them. Yeah, and the other interesting thing is, you know, oftentimes people will, you know, give me a compliment and go, man, you have a good memory, and I feel like I do with stories, and, you know, my dad was a great storyteller, rest in peace to my pops, but what was awesome to me, and you kind of gave a little bit of insight there with some of the photos that might have been good recollection for you, you know, way before smartphones, of course, but... I thought it was it, it was awesome that you recounted so many like little details like you you guys were trying to get to a bar one night right before it closed and like they were calling hey where are you guys at and yeah. and it was like to me like that's the cool stuff like and that's the thing like people forget sometimes with a movie a movie can be a story that took place over like a day or a week time frame you know it doesn't have to be a lifetime but like the stories right. and the things that you recounted were just like I, I was like man like I just felt like I was there dude. Well, it's, um, I, you know, I thank you. Again, it, it's, it, this is just, I think all these, these stories all exist with everybody. They just, you know, this just happened to be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And my friends and, 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 you know, my group, basically our group of friends here that, uh, that I thought would, would, would like it and be, and, and, and laugh oh, yeah. about it, you know? And then the other half of it was sort of a, like, it was sort of a big therapy session for myself to, to write some of the, catastrophic mistakes that, uh, in, you know, in great detail, um, you know, that were, that were in it. Yeah. And I'm reading Yella's book right now from NWA, just being a big hip hop kind of, especially West coast fan. And, you know, there's a rawness to his book too. Like he even says at the beginning, he's like, Hey, this is the kind of the way I speak. This is the way I'm going to write. And that's the cool thing about this book. You know, at the end, you know, we'll make sure people know where to get it, but I would encourage you if you're an enthusiast in the scene, check it out because it's a, you know, dare I say it's an easy read, but it's fun. It kind of left me wanting to turn the page, especially on a flight. Like I was like, damn, the flight's already over. I want to finish reading. And I had like 20 pages left and I, I couldn't wait. The The house that you guys lived in, you know, Courtney was there. You kind of alluded to it. I love the piece where you kind of talked about how like um, there was like the story of like, you know, so-and-so lives here and this is the kind of jobs we got. And, you know, the girls were like, oh, damn, you know. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, being in the house and partying and stuff. Like, was it kind of like a bachelor's pad where you came home from work every night and you're just like, all right, crack some brews. What are we doing tonight? Was it was it that feel? Yeah, for the most part, um, you know, some of us were 
some of us are single, some of us, um, I think like I met my girlfriend then and now current wife through mm -hmm. Courtney. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so, but, um, yeah, it was basically, that's what it was. It was like, we came out from work and it was like, all right, we're going, we, Rembrandt's is on, you know, Wednesday night and we're going to go to Rembrandt's or whatever, or, you know, uh, we would go to do rock and taco on Tuesday nights. And that was like a, that was like a standing, like that's where we're going every Tuesday night, you know, cause it was, it was inexpensive and we could all just go sort of hang out and have fun. And yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, yeah. So him and, uh, Courtney and, and, the captain were kind of like the, the mainstays of that house and people just sort of wrote would sort of rotate in. I mean, Finnegan lived there after I lived there, you know, get a lived there before me. So yeah. So awesome. So awesome. One thing that I thought was cool is we've really documented a lot of the mini truck in history, but also when Courtney McCormick and Stillwell, when they branched off, you know, circa mid 99, Courtney leaves mini trucking and he goes to street trucks and we've documented like kind of that 20th anniversary a couple years ago. But around that time, you know, in, in not, ex you know, maybe not exactly in 99, you guys were living together, but how cool was it to yeah, be we living? Yeah, it was 99. It was around that time. Okay. So yeah. like, it was, yeah, it was right when they started it. Yeah. So like, you know, any, any memories from the street trucks, the early days or like, like, what was it like getting a magazine in the mail there and you're going, oh, okay, Courtney, you know, he worked on that three months ago. Like, what was that dynamic? Well, we always had them in the mag. We like we always had the pre issues there, so right. that, so that was always nice. Um, but it was yeah, like um, I think I went into a little bit with like him shooting Jailer Rose's truck, mm -hmm. uh, like just all the the contraptions he had to come up with to to shoot these trucks and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I remember going and um, I think I went with him when he shot uh, Ryan's Forerunner from West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, I when he shot that um, the exterior of it, mm -hmm. and um, so I just remember going to these to these you know that time coming up and uh it was exciting i think for everybody because it was like this new magazine that came out that they were that they you know had a lot of a lot of input to into yeah definitely and something that's cool is ronnie from flat out dvd you know he is a great guy and i loved seeing some behind the scenes stuff that he shared earlier this year and it showed like courtney behind the scenes shooting different things and people forget or maybe they just don't realize that you know how much work went into shooting like rolling shots and stuff because you know as you kind of mentioned you know this is like pre GoPros this is pre you know oh, iPhone yeah. 13 pros yeah and you and you like the level of effort that went through it so like I appreciate what guys do now don't get me wrong but you know you really had to be creative is the best word I can think of to do what some of the things Courtney did back then yeah I agree he was super creative and and sort of everything that uh, you know everything he did and you know from photo shoots to you know to the writing I mean he was that like you know going back to sort of mini trucking uh, you know like diary that was my favorite thing on the planet and it was because of him just yeah. the way he wrote it I just felt like it you know that sort of intimate feel like you felt like you were there next to him in the car on all these adventures so that was sort of the you know what I was trying to bring yeah definitely. One thing that blew me away is uh, I don't want to, you know, go into too much detail, but I w would always hear, especially in severed ties, we'd always hear the funny stories of Richard Rachi, right? And we've had Richard Rachi oh. on, just a great, a great dude. I mean, he's in a great space in his life. You know, loves animals, and he just, you know, he everything's going great for him. But you know, back in the day, he was maybe 
you know, you'd probably be a good judge of this. He was probably one of the craziest MFers anywhere, right? I mean, this guy is legendary status. But you went into some of the stories, you know, you can't drag it like several ties. And I had heard some of those, but to see it in here just brought a smile on my face how crazy those times were, man, at those West Coast runs. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like complete and it was, I guess, complete insanity. I mean, they were just like, there was nothing, it was nothing like that, like these runs and, and, you know, I know that like the East coast runs are a little more hotel based and, uh-huh. or, you know, shows are more hotel based where these were just campouts and, you know, at madness, uh, yeah. like the, the stuff that I saw, I, I couldn't like, I couldn't make it up if I tried. Right. Right. Yeah. See, and I went to Rezo for the sever 20th, which I always get confused. I think it was December of '02, going into '03, and it was out at the. Um, you Blythe. might have even been there. It was out at the old water park, uh, not Blythe. Oh it, yeah, um, uh, the old water park in the middle, like uh, halfway. It's like halfway, I think, between LA and like Vegas or something yes. like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was so. so cold, and we we we. I think we had called out a work Friday. We we flew out. And I remember sleeping in the car, you know, Friday night, and we woke up the next morning and we're like, damn, it is cold, right? I mean, because it was like there was no hotels for 20 miles, you know, and Saturday night we threw the fucking towel in and we drove the 30 miles and got a damn hotel. But, you know, that was the the first experience that I had on something like that. And, you know, I would encourage the listeners, um, you know, check this book out. It's really, really cool. It gives just a neat... Uh, insight and kind of time period piece of, you know, really arguably some of the best times uh, that I would argue in the scene, right? With the baddest trucks, a lot of great people and things like that. I loved how you told the stories of, of, I remember doing this at shows, you know, you kind of load up some brewskis, you know, maybe in your pullover or a little cooler and you just walk camp to camp. And that was just, I think that was a great time. That's how you meet so many people. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was like we you would just roam through. You, we'd just load up with, with beers, and you just start roaming. I mean, there were people that like that, that were more like you know centralized, and they just wanted to sort of stay at camp. Uh-huh. But I, I wasn't never. I was usually wasn't one of those people, and it was just like, <laughs> oh, let's go to this camp. Let's go to this camp. Let's go to this camp. Well, we just walked. We just walked around until there was like nobody left, and then you know, then you sort of passed out. <laughs> yeah, for, for hopefully, sure. Hopefully, in the right tent. Definitely. We're talking with Robert Kamalski, uh, local finesse, Roads to Ruin. Uh, we'll talk about here in a few minutes where you can buy the book. But something else I thought was cool that you hit on was the Sean Mahaney connection. So, you know, we had Sean Mahaney on before his untimely passing four years ago. Rest in peace to the legend, the OG. And uh, keep me honest, right, going from memory, read this you know, several weeks ago. Um, Sean had bagged your Integra back in the day. Yeah, so Sean, uh, when he was at um, Independent Performance... Yeah, so he bagged my Integra. It was the, it was not the first car done, but it was the first functional car that drove every day. I mean, the other ones were trailer queens that had been done, but it drove every day. I drove it to the river the following weekend, untested. You know, basically untested almost. Yeah, and what was cool is the thing is so hammered. You sent me a photo of it, and I want to share some of those. You know. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll see if I can dig some other ones out and send them over to you. But yeah, it was it it was, uh, you know, it was slammed. Like uh, you know, I think. Um, it was, that car was essentially my daily. And when I sold the Toyota, when I sold my truck, uh, I turned it, it, uh, you know, it's, it was still my daily. I just sat a lot lower and, uh, I was going to put hydro, it put lifts on it. And, uh, one of my buddies, Humpty talked me out of it and said, Sean's wants to bag a car. And I said, I got a car. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's the way, you know, that's, that's sort of the way it transpired. You know, I, I literally, I'm like, okay, so I, uh, you know, 
brought him some money. I brought him some bags, and I said, here you go. I, I, I'm the guinea pig. Yeah, and Robert, what's cool about that too is I'm sure you thought of this, but like that's like at the infancy, like you said, Sean wants to bag a car, and in that time period, it really sparked a trend because you know a couple years later we see mini trucking ads and you know compacts you know to the lineup because there were so many mini truck themed you know cars, right? So you know yeah. you were at the infancy of that, and that really started an awesome trend that I think is going to continue to come back here, you know, and and hopefully in the in the near future. Uh, yeah, I think so. If, I mean, if like all the compacts aren't dead by now, they've just been, you know, destroyed. I think every Acura Integra and Civic has been destroyed uh, by now. So, but, uh, you know, the ones that are still around, I hope people can, uh, you know, keep them, keep them alive. And the, and the mini trucks, they keep, you know, keep saving them. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, Sean, uh, when we had him on, we also had Rob Rodell on, which Rob had Lomigo. And, and you know, he had that storied relationship with Sean and, and taking the, the Lomigo out there. You know, he was a guy that would give, you know, the shirt off his back. And I tell you what, he really did, um, you know, uh, he was a leading force in the scene. And I just, you know, I miss talking to him, you know. Yeah, his like him. There was, uh, you know, I guess there was probably like four guys down here in Southern California that just took, completely, you know, set the trend, which was him and uh, Berendi, Tim Berendi's Tim. and you know, Gendro and JT. You know, I mean, those were those were kind of the guys. Yeah. Those were the first, you know, the first four shops, and they were they were turning stuff. You know, they were turning out bag mini trucks and body drop stuff, and and you know, way early, and it just sort of blew up. I mean, yeah. that it was. You know, we had runs full of, you know, laid out trucks, you know, in the mid 90s. Yeah. And, and a straight mic drop right there. I mean, you nailed it. And, you know, I'll even include the, the great Pat Nickel, you know, one of our good friends, yeah, a guy yeah. that, you know, as yeah. you know, he, um, you know, one of our favorite covers, if not my favorite, but, you know, Pat, yeah, the you know, track. exactly, you know, the trendsetters, those five right there. I mean, dude, they, they're arguably some of the best and, and baddest. And we could be forgetting, I know our customs is in there too. You know, and again, we may be forgetting a few, but I'm sure there's plenty that I've, you know, right. I'm sure there's, there's plenty I, I have, did not mention, but I just remember those, it, those it, were like the, those were like the first, exactly. you know, first guys that were doing it. Exactly. Something that I thought was cool, you know, why I'm talking with you, Robert, that, that, you know, we know how much clubs mean to the whole truck scene, right? And you were in local finesse, still are, I think. But I loved how you talked about the, was it the Thanksgiving? It was either the, it was either the Halloween parties or like Thanksgiving. I think it was the Thanksgiving thing you guys do with the big feast. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So like, you know, we had, we would have some part like, basically at my house because i had uh, i had the large enough house to sort of seat everybody and we just decided i mean i was a, i was a kid and decided to like let's let's do a let's do a formal sit down for christmas and hollow christmas and mm-hmm. thanksgiving for for for, for people and mm-hmm. it was just kind of cool just to, to get you know different chapters together we weren't we were overly massive there wasn't like hundreds of people in in the, in the club at that time so mm-hmm. you know it was it was definitely manageable and uh, it was it was just cool to see people out of their element and like you know people that are have never put a jacket on you know a suit mm-hmm. jacket on in their life and we made them you know wear suit jackets to yes. you know to a sit down dinner so it was just just to do something you know different as opposed to you know everybody showing up in you know mini trucker attire short, right. mini trucker attire yeah exactly so um, so that was that was cool I mean we 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 had a good time doing those um, they only lasted a couple years just because of you know. A, Logistics as far as you know, space went, but you know, again, it's like that sort of perfect point in time that um, that just happens. 
Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, very, very, very cool. Um, you know, something kind of outside the box, right? I mean, a lot of us are many truckers. We hang out at shows and on parking lots, as you mentioned earlier, you know, with our now black socks. Back in the day, they were white, and, you know, now we wear black shirts. They used to be white with the, you know, the mine always had the ring around the collar because I was sweating so much at shows and, you know, going and doing all that stuff. Yeah, basically it was, uh, yeah, there are, uh, everybody was, if you go back and look at pictures, like everybody had their like white local finesse t-shirts <laughs> on and jean shorts. That was basically the, the attire. And then I was some weirdo that had some crazy weird Hawaiian shirt on and I, I don't know, and cords, you know, so it was just, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, yeah, but yeah. that was, that was mini truck attire. Definitely. Yeah. Before we talk about Courtney and his legacy, you know, your nickname in the, in the, or your nickname, I think still is tall guy, right? Cause you were the tall yep. guy. Uh, yeah. And, um, I, I, like, I just, I didn't actually, wasn't the tallest person on the club. I just, it's just stuck. one of those names that, that unfortunately just, just stuck. And, uh, you know, it's not, a, you know, it's, I mentioned it in the book, but there's, there's, it's not super exciting, um, you know, how it came about, but it just, it stuck for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, people to this, you know, very day still that they still call me that. Yep. Definitely. Local finesse has been around a long time and they have put on some shows as well. Uh, talk to us just about anything you wanted to mention about, you know, the club that you've been a part of for a very long time. Yeah, I think they like they uh, they did a few shows back in the you know back in the day with Canyon Cruise and and a couple of you know smaller stuff. I don't mm-hmm. think we ever did uh, did large stuff. Um, it is a lot of cruise nights and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was you know again just just um, a lot you know sort of a lot of hangouts and mm-hmm. and people having a good t- people having a good time. I mean, um, so I've, unfortunately, I haven't been to you know like. Exactly. I haven't been around the club a whole, you know, right. a whole lot. I mean, these I still have friends that are in the club, but not quite as, um, you know, yeah, not as quite active. As exactly. Yeah and, yeah, and you kind of allude to that. Like I think towards maybe the end, you you kind of mentioned how like you took a little break because we, you know, life gets in the way for all of us. You know, careers, uh, kids, girlfriends, wives, and you know that kind of you know you. you the the scene sometimes will take a back seat but like it was cool how like you had went back to a show and you ran into some people that you knew and you know they you know and oh hey tall guy you know you kind of surprised some people they hadn't seen you in a minute and i think that's awesome right because you've always kind of still had that connection but this book to me just like kind of reinforces um you know how much you were a part of like the epicenter of just so much you know awesome stuff and I certainly appreciate it, um, you know, being able to read this documented history. You know, you were close with Courtney. You know, you talked about in the book, you know, as you said earlier, bringing him some stories and it brought a smile to his face and that kind of manifested into what we've got here. But um, in July, we celebrated, unfortunately, his 10th anniversary of his passing. We had Mrs. Hallowell on. We've had some folks on, like our friend David Magadi, that's helping to raise funds uh, for the, the foundation and things like that. But you know, what would you say, like, as someone that kind of knew Courtney, um, you know, his legacy that he's lived, you know, that he's that he's left behind for these 10 plus years? I mean, it's an amazing legacy. Yeah, the guy was pretty, the guy was pretty incredible. I mean, there's there's not, I mean, there's probably not a lot that I can add to that, that uh, mm-hmm. hasn't already been said. Um, but, like, he had this sort of, he was so charismatic and, like, he really made everybody feel like they mattered and, like they were their best friend. I mean, he probably had like I I, I would consider him my my mm-hmm. my best friend. He was like my you know he was my brother. Like mm-hmm. you know he um uh you know he married my wife and I. He um you know he introduced my wife and I actually. I think of in the book I, I mm-hmm. he was actually dating he was actually dating her and, and I ended up uh, I you know we ended up together. So um and um 
you know, just a uh, huge heart um, would give you pretty much anything, you know, anything so creative. And just I, like I said, I, there's, I, I don't think I can add to too much to what, what other people haven't already said, but uh, you know, amazing guy. I miss him every day. You know, his uh, DK SOB sits up, you know, hangs up in the garage in my, you know, in my house. Cause that's, you know, what I was able to pick up from the estate sale that was his. And then, um, you know, I yep. think of him every day. Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing, you know, some of that with us because I know it's hard. Uh, many we've talked to so many people that knew him so well, like a Jeff Davy from Devious Customs, and and so many other folks. And everybody has great things to say about the guy. And it's you'd be hard pressed to find someone else that has a legacy that you know rarely will someone say, man, you know, he was this or that. I mean, you never hear that about Courtney. Uh, he helped so many people. Um, and Jeff talked about that a little bit whenever we did the tribute episode, but I think it, I think it just was awesome, you know, that, that you knew him so well. And, um, although you're not really on social media, uh, we were able to kind of put the word out. I wanted to, to kind of talk about this book a little bit more, uh, you know, like part four says, you know, life after Tito, right? So, uh, Robert talks a lot about different stuff in this book. Um, Robert, how would someone, I know it's been a while since you wrote it, right? So you probably maybe forgot about it, but um, if someone did want to buy it, is it as easy as just Googling like I did or where should they go? Basically, yeah, Google the, the local finesse roads to ruin and it'll come up on blurb and you can just order it and they, they basically print the order and it shows up in your door in a few weeks. Uh, shows up in your door. Yeah, sure. I think it shows up in your door in a few weeks. Yeah. And, um, you know, to Robert's point, it's like local finesse, F-I-N-E-S-S-E, roads to ruin and when you Google that, when you land on the site that he had mentioned, I think they even had like a 10% off thing that day when I ordered it. And I want to say, even though it came from Canada, it was quick shipping. And it, uh, even though I think it was technically the Canadian amount, like I was like, oh shit, is this going to be like $100? And I did the quick conversion and it was like, you know, not even 20 bucks. And I tell you, um, you know for the cost of a case of beer, you can buy this book and it will bring a lot of smiles to your face. You'll learn some history uh, about the scene. Uh, what can you tell us about the photo that's on the back? It does say spring splash 98. Was there any significance to that photo that kind of ties into the book? Uh, yeah, I think uh, somebody lost something out of uh, the back of a truck. It smashed somebody else's windshield and we all, pl- and like, I don't know, 40 or 50 cars that were in caravan because we used to caravan to, you know, basically home from those, not so much to them, but, uh, you know, you get four or five going yep. to, but usually you would get everybody leaving and it would be, you know, 25, 30, 40, 50. I mean, like you would get miles, like it felt like, you know, you drive down this, you know, rice road and, you know, which is a big hilly, you know, it's like a roller coaster uh, through going through the desert and you just watch these cars and, you know, as they, go through the changing elevations. It's a really kind of a cool sight to see and you just, you don't see it anymore ever. So, I mean, those, I think that, uh, so that's where that photo came from. And, and, um, one of our friends, um, Jennifer Graves, she was awesome with taking photos. Uh, she, there, she's probably got five or six large photo books, all categorized of the events, you know, that the kids will uh, like to go through and, and laugh at us and stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to have to see those, man. I'm, you know, I, I love this stuff, but I'll have to definitely, if I'm ever out West, uh, where do you stay at now these days? Uh, Huntington beach, Huntington beach. There you go. HB man. They got HB Tuesdays yep. out there with the bike stuff. A lot of the BMX guys yep. and stuff. 
Um, now, although Local Finesse, their official Instagram, although it doesn't seem like they've been very active, some of these Instagram pages, they'll kind of go through these uh, times of inactivity, but you can look up Local uh, Finesse, F-I-N-E-S-S-E, and you can see some of the history, the different rides, you know, going back to the the famous uh, Mitsu that was um, titled Shave. Opie's. Yeah, Opie's. Yeah, yeah. Opie's. Uh, yeah, Opie's. Uh, and, and like... And, uh, you know, I still run, to, still talk to Opie, like, you know, every awesome. time we see him, I see him at the customs, Tom McWeeny does a cruise, cruise night every yes. once a month. And, uh, so I run into these, run into those guys that, uh, you know, basically whenever we go to those. Yeah. So for we sure, just, man. uh, yeah, just pick it up like we hadn't, hadn't missed a beat. So it's kind of cool to see those guys all the time. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And like I said, dude, you know, much love and respect. I mean, it's one thing to go to these shows and live the life. It's another thing to kind of remember some of it, right? Even hazy memories, photos help. But, you know, I would tell the listeners, I mean, this is way before. uh, I mean, we were using clamshell phones barely, you know, around 2000, 2001. I worked for Verizon for 20 years. And, um, you know, we weren't even barely texting, you know, 98, 99. I mean, you... I mean, texting was at the infancy, so it kind of reinforces, you know, 20, 23 years ago, that time period, um, you know, give or take a year or two, it's it's truly a, an awesome kind of uh, photo, you know, uh, into that that time period. And, dude, Robert, it's just been a pleasure sitting down with you a few minutes, and um, is there anything else you would want to maybe share or anything else that we maybe didn't talk about that you wanted to hit on? Um, no, I think, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess if I had- I guess it's the only thing I would ever want to say is, um, you know, I'm working on a, my son and I are working on a truck that's uh, Brian Frost from SoCal Customs actually oh, donated yeah. to him because it was sitting in his, uh, his grandfather's uh, or his stepdad's backyard. And um, it was his grandfather's truck and uh, it had been sitting there for 10 plus years, basically sort of rotting and resting. And um, he said, come and get it. And we, uh, I went and bought some new tires and uh, put some tires on it and towed it home and, um, so it's sitting in the driveway. It's been a little slow process because uh, my son plays a lot of uh, trying to get to college playing baseball. And mm-hmm. so that takes a ton of his time. But, wow. you know, the fact that we've gotten to do, you know, we've gotten to work on it together and, uh, you know, do brakes and change the carburetor and, you know, uh, just go through the, the basics of, you know, car maintenance, which kids I don't think do today at all. <laughs> right. So they just uh, they 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 get their uh, their new Tacomas and and uh, and drive on their merry way and and the fact that they can't fix anything just is kind of sad these days. But that's just I guess my personal opinion. Yeah, definitely. If I and have my soapbox to stand on. <laughs> what's uh, what's the make and model of it? It's an '88 Toyota. Nice, dude. That's gonna so then, that's gonna be great. Yeah. So then he's seen he's seen pictures of mine and he wants he wants to sort of like clone you know sort of clone it yeah essentially um maybe not cut the roof off of it but um but uh you know since he wants to you know clone it and stuff like that so if, so people have been really cool about donating like you know sh- stuff in their garage like somebody had a set of you know prelude seats i'm like he's like come and get them i'm good you know somebody had had an old uh, head unit or you know like an old head unit from the 90s everything's period piece so everything will be from the 90s that's sick dude yeah i mean i i love hearing it and you know if if there's someone out there that can help with the cause or wants to donate something, reach out uh, to us. We'll get you in contact with Robert. But, dude, a father-son build like that uh, is cool. I loved, you know, you, you hit on the whole topless. Uh, I, I have an Instagram page, Live Life Topless. You know, love convertibles, love roadsters. Um, 
love that whole thing. We've got something cool coming uh, here in the near future Top that's related to topless uh, trucks. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome. But I tell you, man, uh, it's a great era that you came up in. And it's awesome that it sounds like you're passing the legacy on. Uh, you know, somewhat to your son, and and I just think that's that's cool, man. That's the icing on the cake, right there, Robert. Yeah, I thought so. So that's, that's I did. So I did want to uh, to mention that before uh, we jumped off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'd love to keep in contact with you. You got our cell phone now, and if you got any photos you want to share, uh, we'll be sharing this episode within the next week or so. And uh, certainly appreciate you know your contribution to the scene, dude. Really enjoyed this. Uh, check out local finesse roads to ruin. Uh, by Robert Komalski. Robert, have a great night, brother. Thank you. Thank you.